the AFR podcast. It's Sunday, the 19th of March, 2023. Steve, round one is done. This time last week, I was saying I couldn't give a stuff about the footy. I think I watched more games this weekend than what I did all of last year. Wow. <laughs> wow. There you go. Yeah. In other words, I watched three games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched the Collingwood Geelong one and I watched the um, the GWS one today and then I watched the Hawthorne game. I watched the, oh, Actually, I watched a little bit of the St Kilda game too, but... Um, the Essendon game, I went to pick ISIS up at half time and it was like, oh, it's close. And then I came back and I'm like, what on earth just happened? <laughs> Hawthorne just got blown out of the water. Yeah, well, it's going to be a long year for Hawks fans, I think. Yeah, it certainly will be. Um, there were some interesting results in the AFR this week. We had some high scores. We had some uh, relatively okay-ish scores. And there were some lower ones that I thought from some teams that I thought were going to do a lot better than what they did, to be completely honest. Yeah, there's definitely some um, some developments to uh, take uh, note of. So I think yep. uh, sounds like we should uh, start looking at these games. Let's kick into <laughs> it. Now, before we kick off, round one, of course, we'll be doing the commissioner votes for the original league, as always. Um, Dave, once again, Dave Matheson has put his hand up to do the commissioner votes in the Super League. He hasn't done them as yet, but that's only just because it is Sunday night and the games are only relatively recently finished so um by all means check out the website for the commission votes for the super league all right mate let's kick into it um i've done the commissioner votes already for the um original league so i'll run them through but let's kick off all right round one it was the digital dingoes versus the southern titans Titans got up here, 143.5, to the Dingoes, 136.5. Some big scores here from a couple of players. Um, from the Southern Titans, um, Cornelio getting 20 kicks was fantastic. Jacob Wiedering getting 26 at key back on that um, Thursday night game against Richmond was pretty good. Um, O'Brien getting 16.5 was pretty damn good as well. Big call out, though. He took Jeremy Howe. Um, this is obviously completely beyond his control, but um, he's now gone for a fair while um, with that broken arm. Um, so, unfortunately, I don't know if he's got Rich still, but that would be a handy inclusion into that back line, just quietly. <laughs> that was, uh, talk about the uh, awful call for the weekend, sadly. I know. It's like bench, benches Daniel Rich for Jeremy Howe. And, yeah. Uh, how many did Rich end up having? He had 18 rebounds. I assume he still got him. I don't know if he delisted him. I'm just, I just know that Ben's I, had Rich. Yeah. I don't know if he still got him. I don't know why he would have delisted him. He's no. God. I'll, I'll double check when you're doing your little blurb. I'll have a check, a check to see if he still got him. Um, in terms of the dingoes, from your perspective, mate, Trelaw was back to his rovering best of 21, but he also had a good centre game, um, which brings into a couple of questions for yourself, I suppose. You've got some, some questions around um, what do you do in terms of your centre with Josh Dacos and um, Nick Dacos, sorry. Is it Nick or Josh you've got? Nick. Nick was he had 35 or something on the weekend 
Yeah, I'm not going to – I don't want to talk about how, like, pretty much any centre other than Bailey Smith. Like, I had Tim Taranto at centre and, and Bailey Smith in the midfield. That would have won me the game. If I played Nick Dacos at centre, that would have won me the game. If I played Petrarca, like, anywhere, that probably would have won me the game. And so, yeah, it was a bit of one of, one of those kind of weeks where I think you know, I think I, I wanted to be competitive this week, and that's the sad part is I was competitive, and uh, it kind of hurts when you don't win when you probably should have. Yeah, but um, although yes, if the Titans had just played Daniel Rich, it wouldn't have even been close. So well, he doesn't have him. It, wow, He's, so he he's, does have it. He does have Charlie Constable, who will probably get a, a um, brought into the midfield yeah. as well. So what? Okay, that's just weird. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a tough one because Omira, who is obviously my last player in the game, um, needed nine tackles for me to get the win, which is obviously a big ask and not really Omira's job when Ben King probably and well and Shy Bolton to some degree let me down. But and but then Omira had five tackles at half time and I was like, yep, this is the game on. And then yep. and then nothing. Damn. So but I'm yep. I'm happy for the Titans. I'm not necessarily convinced by the Titans. We certainly they need Joe Danaher to get get back on to things and I think the dingers I mean Ben King will definitely only get better and uh I've got plenty of depth in that midfield so Anderson you're gone and Smith you're gone I think next week but um yep and uh Blake you had a good game on the bench too so I think the dingers have definitely got depth um and the Titans sound like they're all right as well but uh yeah so they're, they're both going to be around about I think dingers and Titans maybe around the middle of the table yeah well Titans they've got Gib- um Gibney who got 12 tackles today well, um, yeah, rookies are pretty. I don't rookies, know. yeah, but um, he also has Wiedemann sitting on the bench too, which may he may end up getting a call up over one of those players, maybe uh, Stengel or something like that. Assuming that Wiedemann plays like he did today, mind you. The, yeah. Anyway, Peter Peter writes out for the first half of the year, so yeah, yeah, Wiedemann. But I still think I think uh, the Titans will probably still stick with Danner and Stengel though at this point. But yeah, I just Danner just had a bad week. Yeah, uh, it, he'll probably. I, I don't know what he's going to do about um, Dangerfield. I mean, he's got does have Luke Jackson who got five tackles as well. But um, but yeah, Danger. I don't know. Is he normally a tagger? I don't know what he is these days. To be honest, yeah, not not um, <laughs> No. Um. Anyway, from a commissioner vo- votes perspective, I gave three to Weedering, two to Trelaw, and one to Canelio. Yes. Cool. Um, next one was the Blue Flames up against Natasa Dolter's Blue Flames got up here, 156.5 to the Blue Flames, 130. Oh, sorry, Blue Flames got up here, 156.5 to Natas 134. Um, Blue Flames, some big scores here. Tom J. Lynch, 27 at key forward. Um, Sam Doherty getting 23 at Rover. Oh, sorry, at Rover, at midfield. Um, at Rover, Patrick Cripps getting 16. Uh, but his back line of Sarden coming did okay as well, 10.5 and, and 13.5. And For Natas, Tom Hawkins did play, kicked um, a couple of goals there, picked up 18 points. Um, Sean Darcy did quite well, getting 19 at uh, at Ruck. But the rest of his team, particularly his back line, was Sam Berry, McGovern and Tom Stewart. Tom Stewart, of course, went down and is going to be down for a very long time by the sounds of things. Um, um, could leave him a little bit short. Uh, in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Doherty, one to Lock- uh, sorry, three to Doherty, two to Lockie Neal, and one to Sean Darcy. 
Did, did you just give two votes to Lockie Neal who had yeah, 20? Yeah, and as I read that out, I don't know why <laughs> I'm changing that. I think you must have been thinking of somebody else. Yeah, why would I give it to Lockie Neal? It must, must have been Tom Lynch. Surely Tom Lynch. Tom Lynch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually thinking. No, I'm going to change that. Darcy, I'm going to give two votes, and I'm going to give Tom J Lynch one. Okay. Uh, Forty hit, nearly forty, nearly forty hitouts is pretty, pretty damn good. Okay. Um, Yeah, interesting one here. I mean, I mean, obviously Natasha could cry about Tom Stewart, um, uh, but the Blue Flames obviously lost Tristan Zeri as well, so they both had injury worries, and uh, the Blue Flames in the end still pretty comfortable. The really big news out of this game, I think, was Sam Berry's one tackle. Mm. That uh, that is the end of the dream. I think, like the Sam Berry, more or less on his own, transformed Natas into a juggernaut in the second half of last year uh, with his tackling line, which, you know, probably was one of the main reasons Natas were able to waltz to the Champions League title. Um, I just don't know whether, like, when I look at that Natas lineup, I'm thinking, I don't see a lot of improvement. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like Brody's kind of been a little bit down. Lloyd and Short, yep, they're, they're always good, but they're not they're not going to get any better. They're probably just going to slowly recede. Hawkins, again, I don't think he's going to kick 60 this year. Fogarty, I've already told you what I think of Fogarty. Like, he's good for a couple of goals, and hey, that's okay. Yeah. He's, he's an okay forward, but that doesn't really feel like the sort of player that Natas is satisfied with, to be honest. I This is not the great opening that Natas would have wanted. The Blue Flames are what they are. I think they could have the same team for, like, Years now, when Nat Nui comes back, obviously Zeri will be out. But but as per usual, the Blue Flames have ruck problems. It probably won't matter if Jeremy Cameron and Lynch continue to play like they will play. And the old and you know, heck, when you can score 156 with barely a ruck and your centre getting 20, then yep, damn. <laughs> so yeah. the uh, title defence starts well for the Blue Flames and the Tass. Yeah, I'm not saying they're going to not going to make finals or anything, but they're they're certainly not looking as scary as they have. No, and I'm just looking at Natasha's lineup. Who the play? Jack Graham, I suppose, got nine tackles, but Toby Toby Nankervis got eleven. But you're not going to play him as your tagger. So they they have one or two options there. But what's what's their um backline depth look like? Given that Stewart's now out for a month at least. All right, if I just look at pure numbers on rebounds, Bray Crouch got three, Jake Lloyd got five, McGovern got five, Jaden Short got four. Nathan Wilson got four. Uh, Took Miller got three, and then you start scraping the bit of the barrel. So the only it sounds like the only way they're going to be able to have a decent back line is if they steal from their midfield, which they won't be happy about. But yeah, yeah. Mm. Or you throw in Wilson, but you just don't know if he's going to play or how he's going to play. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next game was um, Hodges Heroes up against the Surrey Scorpions. Heroes got off to an absolute flyer, 170 to the Scorpions at 127.5. Heroes just continuing where they left off last year. Hayden Young getting 22 at Keyback. Jared Witts 25.5 at at Ruck. Um, Jack McRae getting 33 at Centre. Dawson getting 19 at Midfield. Clayton Oliver getting 18. And there's a couple of other people I could have gone through as well. For the Surrey Scorpions, it was a solid score, but no standouts, especially with Rory Laird only getting 18 at centre. But Tom Barris getting 17.5 was probably the biggest standout for, for Dave. 
Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Jared Witts, two to Hayden Young, and one to Jordan Dawson. Yeah, this is a big alarm bells for the Scorpions here, given especially, you know, Buddy's now out for the week. Dan Houston doesn't really look like a back. Dylan Shields not up to scratch. Like, there's some definite issues here. Um, so, and the Scorpions are going to need to get them right real quick if they're going to con- you know, compete because a 127 without any injuries is a bit of a worry. Whereas the Heroes, I mean, man... But now that he's got Oscar Allen back in that forward line alongside Charlie Kerno, after all the years of injury grief the Heroes have had with their forward line, man, if that, I mean, like, obviously they lost uh, uh, Whitfield uh, to injury and Witherden did not deliver. So there's some different passengers there. But um, I guess all I can say at the moment is, man, the Heroes play so, so well when they're not playing the Blue Flames on the task. I really, I, I hope for <laughs> to play one of those two soon and get that monkey off their back because... Damn, they look good. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, Scorpions, I mean, they do have a little bit of, just looking at their team, um, they've got, um, Brennan Cox had an absolute day out. I think he had 20, he's got, had 22 kicks, 20 marks, five rebounds. Um, Caleb Daniel got seven rebounds. So I know Daniel had been played there a couple of times over the last few years in terms of playing him down back. But really, other than that, Jack Sinclair, but Sinclair, 18 kicks. You might you might need to stay keep him in the uh, in the mid, but um, he got 10 rebounds as well. Yeah, but um, oh, Caleb Daniel though, he's a walk up start back, so I don't know why Dan yep. Houston was in there. That's a that's that's a Dave special right there. That one is yeah. Um, Houston got um, I suppose two rebounds, but he only had 10 kicks, so it's not a bad little return from 10 kicks. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it is a day special. All right, next one, Mighty Bucks up against the Dozers. Mighty Bucks did quite well here. A lazy 194.5 to the Dozers, 114. Um, the Bucks were just simply outstanding. Larky getting 39 um, at key forward. Um, Darcy Parrish getting 37 at centre. Daniel Rich, there's your Daniel Rich getting 23 at midfield. Be, the Sons of God must have Daniel Rich. That's what we're forgetting or something. Sons of God <laughs> do have, yeah. I, I could have sworn that Ben had him on both, though. I'm, I must, I might be wrong. Maybe he got picked up in the draft. Um, James Rowbottom um, getting 20 at Tagger. Luke Ryan getting 28 at um, at Keyback for the Bucks. For the Dozers, um, only real one stand out here maybe two um davis um what's his name Luke? <laughs> ldu ldu beautiful ldu getting 32 and um the um errol golden getting 18 at midfield probably the two standouts um for the commissioner votes i gave three to darcy parish one to nick uh, two to nick larky and one to luke ryan yeah the dozers look Awful, don't they? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just awful. They do I, have who's that that guy, um the the kangaroo kid that burst on is it Shizzle? Shizzle? Okay. Yeah, they that's, picked him up. That's lovely. Um he'll be great in a few years. Um yeah. but this this year's looking already live. Just looking at that team and I'm going, Wow, this is um I mean, you know, I'm not saying there's no good players in that lineup. There are obviously a few good players, and Golden had a good start, and LDU had it. The trouble with LDU is he had a great game against West Coast, yep. much like uh, much like you know Nick Larkey. I mean, if the the Bucks, man, if 
Nick Larkey could just kick six goals every week. Just play West Coast every week. They'd be fine. But uh, I don't think that's... I don't think North Melbourne are going to kick that many goals um, no. on a weekly basis. That's it. See, the Bucks have like Parrish, Rich, um, Luke Ryan, who are all outstanding. I'm really happy now that uh, the Bucks took Draper, though, at number two, because, mm-hmm. damn, uh, he's... He, I mean, I'm sure he'll probably actually be all right eventually, but, wow, I'm glad. I, I'm glad... I ended up with the big O instead of him, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but but the Bucks, fantastic opening week. Um, I think we'll all enjoy having our key forwards play West Coast. And but unfortunately, I think honestly, I feel like the Bucks should have saved that performance for somebody other than the Dozers because pretty much anyone's going to be the Dozers if they keep that kind of score up. Yep, yep. Including the Chargers would have beaten them. Chargers are all right. Well, yeah, we would have beaten half the competition this week. Unfortunately, we couldn't get over the wild cards who we were playing. Um, wild cards, 170.5 to the Chargers, 146.5. I'm quite happy with that score, actually. A couple of players didn't do very well, but anyway. Um, wild cards, um, Tom Green was outstanding, getting 37. Um, James Sicily, 30. Ridiculous. Um, Matt Rowell getting 16 at Tagger as well was pretty was pretty good. Um, for the Chargers, to be honest, my forward line of Jesse Hogan and Ben Brown did relatively well, 23 and 25. Um, George Hewitt getting 18 at Rover, um, and then I sort of start to drop away a little bit. But Matthew Flynn did okay, getting 12.5. Um, in terms of commissioner votes, I gave three to Tom Green, two to Sicily, and one to Ben Brown. Yeah, the wild cards do look with with Tom Green there, Dunkley, Merritt now in that midfield. Raul Fitz, Sicily's going to be obscene this year. Like yep. red hot commission medal favourite because like Hawthorne don't seem to rebound unless they rebound through Sicily. And wow, there is going to be a lot of ball coming out of that defence this year. Holy moly. So the wild cards could pretty much ride Sicily all the way this year, the way they're going. Ridley looks like he's moved out of the back line, so... Um, that could be a problem. They may have to flip Bailey, Dale, and Ridley around, I reckon, because I reckon Ridley's going to get plenty of kicks, but Dale might be more your uh, defender actually uh, there. Man, what are you uh, what are you going to do about that centre position, Cape? What do you got? You got some somebody else there? Because Hoppers didn't really hit the spot, did he? No, I haven't got anyone that got 30. Um, the best person I had was George Hewitt getting 28. Other than that, it's Dugowie. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that, that center spot. Maybe Dugowie might um, might keep it up. I don't know. It's he's a bit. I hope for your sake he does, because yeah, man. Um, yeah, brutal. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know. I was looking at, at first. Uh, I, I yeah, I'm going to have to have to bit of a play. Um, Harry Perriman, I've lost for a little while. I think. Um, no. Blake Hardwick, I thought, was going to do okay, considering the amount of ball that went in. But as you said, Sicily was just too good. But um, I'm waiting for – I need a couple of players. Will Ashcroft obviously didn't play. He's a rookie. I mean, I was quite stupid in putting him in there, considering Redmond had 22 kicks. But um, anyway, there'll be a couple of changes this week. But, yeah, centre, I'm just going to have to – I might just have to move Hewitt out of Rover and plot him into centre and – yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, okay, cool. But, yeah, look at that forward line. Yeah. One of the best forward lines in the league. Happy with that. Happy with that. 
All right, let's have a look at the ladder. Of course, it's after one game. It's, um, the Mighty Bucks are sitting on top with the wild cards, Heroes, Blue Flames, Titans, and then outside the top five, we have the Chargers, the Dingoes, the Tass, Scorpions, and the Dozers. Not much spreading, but there is a bit of a gap between the Dozers and the Scorpions already, between 67 and 80 back. But other than that, it's quite close. But yeah. it's only, only game one. Only game one. <laughs> Only game one. All right. But the charges are in the top five of the power ladder. I might take a screenshot of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, mozzie flying around my head. All right. Let's have a look at the Super League. All right. First game was the Thylacines up against Nexus. Thylacines smash Nexus. Um. 169 to 125. Thylacine seems to be pretty happy with this. Todd Marshall getting 33. Um, Nick Dacos playing in the midfield, getting 21. Um, Cripps getting 16 at Rover and McInerney getting 16.5 at Ruck. For Nexus, Luke Ryan's probably the big standout here, getting 28 at Keyback. Other than that, it's not looking good for Nexus. And I think Cam put in the chat that um, they've got a few worries as well. And as I said earlier on, we're only recording this um, not long after the um, the games have finished, so Dave hasn't done the commission of votes as yet. Yeah, this is, um, I mean, Lockie Neal will play better. Blastoon and Duggan in that midfield just is not exciting to me. I mean, I know Duggan can have his good games, but I don't know whether that West Coast team is really going to give him the chance. Um, and Vlastuin... Uh, I, I, I don't know whether Nick Cam's hoping for some sort of weird Jordan Short kind of bastard child or something there with Nick Blastwin, <laughs> but I, I know, he, again, any defender in the right kind of zone can have a really good kick day, but I feel like that one was a bit of a reach there. And, and Nexus, yeah, obviously, if they're, if they're going to continue to have ruck problems, then I don't think Nexus is... Um, it's, it's a bit like, you know, it's kind of like Natas. I don't think they're... They're terrible here or anything, and they, they certainly should be still looking at finals with that kind of team. But, um, but this was a pretty ugly week, and 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 again, they they don't they don't look scary. Whereas the thylacines, I mean, obviously they've lost Peter Wright, um, mm-hmm. who is their planned key forward, and it sounds like he's going to be out half the season. But uh, man, if Todd Marshall keeps playing like that, uh, right, we get a game anyway. Um, man, that uh, is just a really solid. Like when you think about how bad the Thylacines have been the last two years, yeah, that's um that team looks pretty good. It does. Doesn't look so, too well, bad at all. So, uh, well, maybe the Thylacines have turned the corner. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm just looking at yeah, yeah. Drew, I don't. I haven't looked at their team. I don't know if they've got a better tagger than Drew, but um, but when you've got Nick Dacos. Where do you play him? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Alrighty, next game was the first game for the Flashing Phoenixes up against the Marvels. And the Marvels got up here, 146-2. It was a close score, close game, um, to the Phoenixes, 138.5. Um, Marvels, too good. Tom Green pretty much just kicked it out of the bag here with a lazy 37 um, at centre. But um, players that we mentioned earlier on, um, Jordan Dawson at midfield getting 19, George Hewitt getting 18, excuse me, Darcy Cameron getting 14.5. Of course, they've got Jeremy Howe as well. So um, that's going to be 
bit of a loss for the Marvels while you're talking, Steve. I might just see who their backup um, um, backs are. For the Phoenixes, Brennan Cox, outstanding, getting 27.5 at key back, but he also had a massive kicking game, as we were talking about before. Caleb Daniel, we talked about him, 10.5, um, and Riley O'Brien getting 16.5. So that back line um, through to Ruck is looking pretty damn good. Um, Jack McRae getting 33 was also a standout for the Phoenixes as well. Yeah, Hopper also burnt the Phoenixes this week with his efforts. So uh, I'm sure he'll do better, but uh, probably not. doesn't hurt quite as much as when you have him at centre. But but really, the big problem with the Phoenixes is that all Brisbane forward line, which again, it'll be better than that in the future. But um, yeah, that when you only get one goal out of your forward line it's uh it's it's tough to win and yeah. uh man brennan cox made it a little bit interesting for a while there but um no so i think the phoenixes do have some good they've got hayden young as well in the back line so they'll have to have to good think about where they're going to play him next week as well given he had a pretty awesome game but um yeah but uh, you know honorable start there and uh, the marvels i've uh, yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. They don't look, they don't look too scary. I don't know what, what what's their backline look like with no how. So they got Brody Smith, who got six today. Um, of course, they do have that Harry Shizzle guy, but of course, as you said, it's game one. But he had eight rebound, eight rebounds, but also twenty two kicks. So he might come in, and you could possibly move Jordan Dawson, who got nine rebounds and six marks, down to key back. But then they need to find another mid player. Um, Josh Dacos is on the bench, so he could come into mid. So they've got a couple of couple of options there. Particularly, I think Dawson would probably be the one that goes straight back to key back. Are they really going to play Gunston and Bolton as their forward line? Is that, is that the best they can do? Um, <laughs> let, me a, let me have a look. Goals: McStay, Gunston, McDonald, Zach Bailey. See, I just if, if the Marbles haven't yeah, bothered to him, if they haven't Shea Bolton, him, I got Shea Bolton. Yeah, well, he already played and got one. I'm just saying, okay. like I, Bolton's, he's not a match winner. He, he's like a stopgap. He's I don't know. Uh, it seems to me like the Marbles just can't be bothered getting forwards, and that's going to mean that they just don't win premierships. Like they, if they're lucky, they might be able to sneak into finals, but I don't know. They need they need more than that from their forward line. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, next game, we had the mighty Adams up against the Farmtoms. This was a really close game. Adams got up here, 148.5 to the Farmtoms, 141.5. Um, for the mighty Adams, Jesse Hogan got 23 at key forward. Took Miller, 29 at um, at centre. Um, Darcy Parrish was outstanding, getting 17 at Rover, but it was really Sean Darcy just bringing it home with a lazy 19, as we mentioned earlier on in the ruck. For the Farmtoms, a bit of up and down here, a little bit like a roller coaster. You've got Tom J. Lynch getting 27 at key forward. Um, and then McGovern, the two bookends, getting seven. He got 17.5. But then in the middle, it's sort of a little bit here and there. Um, but hoping, obviously, Josh Kelly, I think, went off with a concussion at one point in time. I know he was certainly off the ground getting tested for concussion at one point in time. So oh. that certainly wouldn't have helped him. Um, but um, Will Brody, obviously, at Rover, Brad Crouch had a bit of a down game as well. It's it's a bit of a worry that the Farmtons, who put up a decent score here, 
still couldn't quite beat the Adams, who were missing their entire forward line and and had waitering on the bench scoring 26, mm. um, <laughs> which is a, was a, I don't know, it was an interesting call. The Adams basically, the, the conversation went a couple along the lines of, well, Tyler, you basically got your backup forwards playing. You might need to go, like, waiterings had a bit of a bad year last year. Maybe we should just go for broke and play some, like, crazy backs and just see what happens. And and that almost could have cost him the game. <laughs> he decided mm-hmm. to be a bit, play a bit fast and loose and he got away with it, I guess. But um, it does feel like... Won't do that this week. The Adams got a, uh, a win here that feels like they shouldn't have got. But, I mean, I guess, you know... Miller, Parrish, Darcy, um, and Sinclair make up for a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, the Adams definitely are doing uh, doing better out of that Hogan-Hopper swap so far. <laughs> so, yep. thanks, thanks, Elise. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh, next game was that big grudge match, Steve. It was the Brawlers up against the Warriors. This was not a grudge match. It was very one-sided. The Brawlers got up here 181.5 to the Warriors 115. It looks like the trouble of the Warriors is continuing on into the new year. Um, but for the Brawlers, what a way to start. Nick, Nick Larkey getting 39. Oscar Allen 14. Um, Taranto getting 18 at midfield. Um, but his back line of Tui, Burton, and, of course, Jared Witts, as I said before, getting 25.5 at Ruck was outstanding. He's got a couple of holes there in terms of Liam Baker and Jack Steele, but he had enough players to uh, get him over that line. In terms of the major warriors, really the only call-outs here are Petrarca and Oliver. Uh, Bailey Smith did okay too, getting 19 at midfield. But the rest of his team, he is not going to win in many games with Liam Jones, his number one pick, getting two and a half um, and Jack Rewalt getting 12 and Rory Lobb his other forward getting a donut yeah this is a train wreck but from the Warriors sadly I mean oh he had Lockie Whitfield at centre who of course went down yeah okay yeah. so he's, he's I mean obviously Jones went down injured Whitfield went down injured but I mean but Lobb and Rewalt as a forward line is scary embarrassing and so, I don't know. And still playing Max Gorn, which, you know, if that's your backup ruck, then good for you. But he's, you'd be lucky to get more than about 10 now with, you know, with Grundy and the team, sadly, for both Grundy and him. But uh, Dan is a doggy supporter. He doesn't believe in rucks. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> the bra- the bra- man, the brawlers. I mean, I don't think Nick Larkin, like we've already said. He literally Larkin. has no other ruckman. Wow. Yeah, well, that's just poor preparation. Oh, I know. I saw Darcy and went, oh, why didn't he? Sam Darcy. No, he literally has Max Gorn. That's it. Rory Lobb is his other one, if you want to call him a ruck. Yeah. Anyway, well, the Brawlers, I don't think, like I've already said, I don't think Nick Lark is going to kick six every week. So the Brawlers should enjoy that. But I think he'll be, like, once Oscar Allen actually moves into key forward, which he should, and Larky just plays, gets his couple of goals a week at forward, um, that'll be fine. Liam Baker's... He didn't play Trelaw. Interesting. Okay. Well, no, but I would... Yeah, Mitchell... Trelaw has not been good the last year or so. I mean... No, the Warriors. That, the Warriors have got Trelaw. Oh. Well, well, that's just... They should trade him. <laughs> I could for a forward well, I'm thinking who... Yeah, well, who, you're not going to drop Clayton Oliver. <laughs> well, they might, obviously, with Whitfield out, they're probably... I mean, but I'd still play anyway. Smith or Petrarca ahead of... 
trouble, yeah. maybe even harder. It sounds like the Warriors have got too many but, major holes and they got some silly depth. They got to yeah, like you like you were saying though, Tom Mitchell's role at Collingwood is not going to be the the collector, and he's yeah. too old to be the collector now. But no, he'll be, be solid. But we don't play that way. No, but the brawlers again. I'm not not necessarily convinced. Well, I guess maybe two we might do all right for a while while Stewart's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the brawlers might need a. They they look good brawlers. Like the I don't know what happened to the brawlers last year really. Like they uh, they, they should have been better than they were. And and uh, with Oscar Allen now there and Sarong hitting his straps and Taranto back and yeah, I think brawlers will be right up there this year. He needs depth in his back line, big time. Yeah, Tui, I'm not convinced will keep that up, but no. But, uh, it's Tui, then it's Burton, and then it goes to Finn Callahan. Interesting. <laughs> and then it's just ones and three, and Taranto got three. So yeah, he needs some. He needs to look at his back line. Um, in the last game was the Ashy Convicts up against the Sons of God. Relatively close game here as well. There was about 17 points in it. The convicts got up 157.5 to the Sons of God 140. Um, Jai Simpkin was pretty good for the convicts, but getting 25 at centre. Sicily was played in, in, in the mid, getting 22. Would have had a little bit more than Barris at seven, uh, with 17.5 at key back, but I tell you what, that 17.5 is not too bad either. Um, for the Sons of God, they had a couple of players doing quite well here. Daniel Rich, of course, getting 23 at mid. Um, I'm tipping he'll be moved to back because Tom Stewart is out. Um, Cam Guthrie was down at Rover, getting only five. Um, and, of course, as you mentioned before, Dan's, um, Dan Houston being played at back. He's not, um, not necessarily a back. So there's certainly room for improvement here for the Sons of God. Absolutely, and you know Stewart will be out for a while. It's going to hurt, uh, but but he will be back eventually. I'm sure there's solutions elsewhere here. This is a we know this is a very good team. Um, yep. They just had a few. Well, yeah, Stewart obviously would have punched a pretty severe hole in the uh, in the score this week with that guy going out. Houston was just a whoops, and Guthrie, I don't know, scratch your head and on that one. Draper's definitely a bit of a worry, but but. Uh, all, all power to the convicts, though. Like, man, mm-hmm. you know, not every one of their spots worked either. Witherden, nope. you would have thought, might have done better than that in the midfield. But, again, West Coast is going to be a bit of a death trap, I think, this year. Walker, hopefully Walker's got enough in him to justify that forward position. You know, it's hard for forwards uh, getting that the one. Uh, it's, and it's the convicts have got such – I mean, you know, having playing Sicily in the midfield, but, I mean, you know, Brass and Cumming – yeah, the convicts have got some good depth there, and that should serve them well. Um, there's no reason why. I mean, I know they're sort of. It feels a little bit after the uh, Sam Walsh experience. It feels a little bit like the convicts premiership has been given a bit of an asterisk. But, but uh, yeah, no, what a great start to the year. I think it does feel like the convicts, the Sons of God, uh, and the Brawlers are the teams to beat here, and uh, and of course the. Uh, Adams, Adams are always around, and the thylacines are up and about at the moment as well. So uh should be an interesting year. Should be. Should be. All right. In terms of the ladder, as 
Steve, you just pretty much reeled them, oh, reeled them all off. <laughs> but um, no, no, don't be sorry. Um, it's the Brawlers, the Thylacines, the Convicts, the Adams, and the Marvels, top five. Then we've got the Farmtons, Sons of God, um, the Phoenixes, Nexus, and the Major Warriors um, sitting in 10th right now. But, of course, after one game, anything, um, of course, could happen for the rest of the year. Um, before we jump in and have a look at round two, we had Champions League this week. So let's have a look at some of the results that happened there in Champions League Group A. We had the Blue Flames up against Nexus. The Blue Flames got up. And then we had the Phoenixes up against the Dozers and the Phoenixes got up there. So a couple of little upsets, particularly around the Nexus putting up a score like that. But the, the, the ladder right now, Steve, in this one is the Blue Flames on four points, Phoenix is on four points, Nexus on zero, and the Dozers on zero. I just, all I look at that and I just go, I'm just ashamed, ashamed, ashamed that my team is was not good enough to qualify for Champions League and somehow the Dozers were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, oh, that makes me feel ill. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But this does look like a group that's going to be the Blue Flames and then, yeah. You'd still think know. Nexus, wouldn't you? Or they've got a few worries that they yeah, may the, not. Nexus have got some worries that it's going to be hard for them to put up some big scores. The Phoenixes, I just, they're a bit of an unknown at the moment. Like, their, their score in the first week is like, well, it's better than Nexus's, obviously. But um, I just don't know how the Phoenixes are going to go. It's, it's, if, if Joe Danher and Charlie Cameron and, the you know, Brisbane start to get their kick into gear, then... That'll, that'll, that score will look a lot different real quick. But, yeah, that was yep. so bad this week, it's a bit hard to tell. Yep. Group B looks like it's going to be the tough one. You have to get over 170 to win a game. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Convicts were up against the Heroes, and the Heroes won that. And then the Wild Cards were up against the Brawlers, and the Brawlers won that. But um, the Wild Cards put up 170 and still lost. So the Brawlers are sitting on top with four. Heroes are in second on four. Wildcards are in third, and the Convicts still putting up a lazy 157. This would have beaten everyone in group. <laughs> Actually, would have beaten all the other groups um, <laughs> are sitting on the bottom of the ladder. <laughs> Poor Convicts. Yeah, this yeah. is holy moly. What a group of death. That's suddenly looking like. Um, what can you say? That's uh, just, you know, buckle up, because I think every single week is going to be fireworks right there. That's huge. Yep. Group C, we had the Natas up against the Atoms. The Atoms won there. And then we had the Farmtoms up against the Chargers, and the Chargers won. So the Atoms are sitting on top. Then we have the Chargers, both on four points, um, followed by the Farmtoms and then Natas. But there's only 14 points spread across the whole this whole group. This should be a fun group. I could see, like, I mean, the Atoms obviously, and, and the Chargers have got the wins in the first week, but I could I honestly think with... Um, if the if the if Natas has um, come back to the pack like it looks like they have, then man, anyone could win this group. I mean, I think previous like last week we would have been like, ah, oh, Natas by mile, and then you know maybe the Adams in second. But now it's like, yep. well, anybody anybody's game this one. Yep. All right, next group D, we had the Sons of God up against the Titans. The Titans got up there. And then we had the Sorry Scorpions up against the Marvels, and the Marvels got up. So it's Marvels, Titans, Sons of God, and Scorpions. I still back. I think it's all McAllister, that group. That's going to be all McAllister in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Especially starting starting next week. Yep. Obviously, obviously this week he was playing against himself, so 
yep. couldn't quite couldn't quite sweep the field there. Not quite. Cool. All right. Next week we also have another Champions League game. Um, AFR Cup doesn't start till round three, so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. All righty. Let's jump across and have a look at round two. All right, let's start with the Super League. We started with the original league on the review, so let's have a look at the the Super League. First cab off the rank, Friday night game, Thylacines up against the Ashy Convicts. Wow, so if the Thylacines wanted to test their metal, this is their chance. I mean, they put up a pretty damn big score this first week. Um, convicts, yeah, I, I still think the Convicts will win this one, I think, but... Um, but the Thalassines have put the league on notice after that first up score. That's all you can say. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the convicts though. Convicts for me as well. Oh, big game. Atoms versus Brawlers. Yeah, well, it feels like these are the two teams who probably are the the challengers to the Sons of God and Convicts in terms of the, you know, making a grand final. I still, I'm leaning like I think the Atoms did incredibly well considering they they've got their backup forward line and they probably still will have this week um i think the brawlers are in too good a place to be taken down by some backups so adams not not this week yep brawlers for me next one is nexus versus farmton um uh, I'm going to tip the Phantoms. I, it's, it's like, you know, again, we've got the old Geelong forward line here of the of Nexus playing Carlton on Thursday night. Uh, I don't know if Carlton's really known for their defense. Mm, I'll, I'll, man, I'll stick with Nexus, but, man, I think it's going to be close. I'm going Phantoms. Uh, next one is the Phoenixes versus the Warriors. Phoenixes. Yeah, the way the Warriors played this week, this should be the Phoenix's first win. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I don't think the Phoenix has had a particularly good week and they still would have easily won this week. So I think they can do better and that uh, that's going to be too tough for the Warriors, yep. Yep. And the last one is the Marvels versus Sons of God. Sons of God. Sons of God to bounce back. Marvels got to be lucky this week, but no, I don't think they'll have as much luck next week. Alrighty, original league. First game is the Dingoes versus the Wild Cards. Wild Cards. Wild Cards. I don't. Uh, I just. I. I mean. It, I, I. I'm basically at the whim of Ben King. It feels like like last year, my whole season was just wiped by Ben King. I feel like until he finds an ability to kick some goals mm-hmm. it's going to be it's still going to be very hard for me like uh obviously missing mitch lewis already doesn't help so if uh ben king doesn't kick nothing then i'm screwed so uh and but man the wild cards look so good this week i don't think yeah. i don't know whether even ben king kicking a bag will help me necessarily uh, wild cards for me this is going to be a big scoring game this one the heroes up against the bucks <sighs> Wow. Um, I honestly don't know. I yeah. might go the I might go the Bucks. No, I'm going the, sticking with the Heroes. The Bucks went big this week only because of uh, Larky. That okay. <laughs> True. Good point. Um, Titans versus Scorpions. This will be a close game, I think. Nah, Titans all the way. Titans all the way. I'm going to tip the Titans, but I reckon it'll be within ten points. All right. 
<laughs> Blue Flames versus Dozers. This will be the opposite. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Add another zero at the end of the ten. Oh man, this, oh, Blue Flames will. Uh, yeah, this is this will get ugly probably. Yeah, Blue Flames for me. And of course, that means it's Natas up against the Chargers. Chargers, baby. Of course, I always tip the Chargers, so I'm going Chargers. <laughs> well, if, if the Chargers do manage to pull the upset and beat Natasia, it will be. Uh, I think that <laughs> Cam will um, will finally actually start paying attention to him when he says he's done no prep and he has, hasn't got any idea what he's going to be doing in his draft, and which he says every year, and he still manages to, you know, win trophies. So. Well, the way the charges have been the last 20 years, I might add another line at the bottom of the uh, awards thing and say that they've beaten the TAS in 2023. Oh, dear. Cool. All right, we're done. Woo! Um, couple of things. Um, as I mentioned to Steve just before I press record, later on this, this week, I will be doing the Oxfam 100-kilometre walk. Um, we start walking on Friday morning. Um so I'm going to enable the round on Thursday um, afternoon. But if there are any website issues or there are any issues with um, stats and stuff like that, just let everyone, just so everyone knows, um, I'm not going to be able to do anything about that until probably Sunday because um, I'm tipping, I'm hoping that I'll be walking through the night and Saturday I'll be sleeping. So, um, so yeah, as soon as – if there are any issues, I'll try and update them as soon as I possibly can. But I'm sure um, if there's anything that's gone completely screwy, please just text Steve and Steve can get a hold of me or um, have a look at it himself. So, um, yeah, just so everybody knows. Other than that, I think that's it. Nothing awesome. else to talk about. All right. Yeah, well done, man, on your walk. I think it's a great cause and – very demanding event from uh, from what I know from past uh, experience of friends doing it. So uh, yeah, hope, I'm sure all our thoughts will be with you, man. So hope it's hope it's an awesome experience. Thanks, mate. Yeah, we did it last year, and I um, as much as it is torture, it is actually something quite fun. Walking with um five other blokes, a team of six, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Um, but it is certainly not um. Not fun and the whole time, particularly if you know if you know the Melbourne area and I think the we're walking up the um was it to the sky I can't remember what it's called now <laughs> the sky something on yeah, top of Mount sky Daniel high. sky high the top of Mount Daniel which I think they said is a 2.5 k climb yeah it's, it's it's a climb it is a climb did it a couple of weeks ago and it was a climb but um. Yeah, 100K is certainly – it was funny because I was looking at the map of, okay, if I was to walk from Lara to walk to Melbourne, okay, that's – no, no, that's only 60K. Okay, what about to Richmond? No. Okay. What about to Hawthorne? That's still not 100K. And I'm like, I would not even contemplate walking from here to Hawthorne. <laughs> so, yeah, let alone driving it. I'd, I'd think twice about driving to Hawthorne, but anyway. <laughs> Hey, let's not let's not think about this too much. It's getting uh, no. Nah. It's a, well, it's a lot flatter to walk from here to Hawthorne too. So I might actually, it I would a... actually contemplate that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, all right, everyone. Um, have a fantastic week. I will chat to you, or we will chat to you same time next week. Um, hopefully. Um, have a fantastic week, and we'll chat soon. Thanks again, Steve. 
Thank you, mate. Bye.